listening to Middays with Marcus Maben, broadcasting live from the OPC Pest Services Studio on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Marcus Maben and Steve Rummage. Jeff, just, I guess, first of all, how different the landscape is now than it was five years ago where you not only had the transfer portal the last couple months, but you don't have any news on sign on the, this normal signing day and do you see it kind of changing even more as we move forward well yeah it's kind of been an uneventful day for us and uh yeah i just think the college landscape has changed quite a bit yes it'll continue to probably adapt um moving forward even more but you know we just try to you know figure it out and uh make the most of it so from our end uh I think you've always got to be ready for roster change, and that's going to always be guys that graduate, guys that possibly enter the NFL draft, guys that maybe are unhappy with their playing time. And then you factor in that, you know, these guys can transfer freely basically whenever they want. Uh, So you've got to be prepared uh, to add to your roster. So I just think that we understood that uh, from the beginning. Uh, So throughout the entire season uh, until the very end, we were working hard to prepare ourselves to – adapt and change our roster to improve our football team and I think we were in a good position we were on it early our our coaches uh, our recruiting staff uh, identified what we thought could help us and we were active in going and trying to get that and in the end we feel feel good about uh, you know what we've brought to the table of course now they got to come here we've got to work with them and they've got to prove their worth and we've got to gel it all together but uh, in my opinion you know, all winter, all spring, all summer, all fall camp, you should be able to piece things together if you if you put the time in. And I'm looking forward to seeing these guys play. Jeff, you signed seven defensive backs out of the portal. I guess how much priority did you place on DBs knowing, you know, the situation you guys had? And then also with MJ coming back, is he going to be ready for a spring? Well, we're excited to get MJ back. Uh, unfortunately, got injured last year uh, with a knee injury, but it was, uh, I think, early in camp and uh, you know he's close to being fully healthy uh we'll probably limit him throughout the spring but uh, by june he'll be 100 percent full speed and i think he's way ahead of schedule right now i look forward to get him back but i do think the defensive back position is very important uh to be aggressive on defense to stop the run uh to get after the quarterback uh you've got to be able to play some one-on-one matchups occasionally and uh when you've got good secondary players that can do that and can challenge routes and understand route structure and schemes and the timing of how certain blitzes and uh, attacks work that uh, you know you can make plays I think that we did some really good things on defense overall I uh, would like to play better towards the end of the year so there's a lot of things to improve on but adding good aggressive good size uh, defensive backs um, can help our football team uh, play at a high level as the portal becomes more important is it more frequent that players like um, reach out to you or, or your program and say we want to come there or do you have to be more often the aggressor and say we'd like you to come play here well I think now um, there's so many elements involved in recruiting there's so many elements involved in each player in his uh, situation uh, that they have people reaching out to places uh, for them and um, you know with all that going on you sometimes have a little bit of an idea that something may happen or may not happen and um, you know you always keep your ears open and uh, and listen and I think you can learn a lot by by listening so I just think that uh, 
man, there's so many layers to this that uh, you, you do the best you can to um, always be within the rules, but at the same time, you know, be aware of, of your surroundings and make sure that, uh, you know, when, when that portal period opens, that uh, recruiting period opens, that uh, you're very uh, aggressive and you're um, exploring all options and making sure you're trying to piece this together uh, to add, you know, not only what can help your football team win, but good people uh, that you think are going to want to work hard and prove themselves for possibly just their last year maybe their last two years and I think um, with us when we get guys that just have one or one year especially but even two you know I think they're they, they want to come here with a purpose and they want to prove themselves and uh, you know we've had pretty good success uh, in the last so many years doing that where I when I've been a head coach is getting guys um, with just one year left uh, that want to come and make a difference do you have like an, a, an ideal ratio or, or whatever of guys recruited out of high school versus the portal, or is it just a matter of year by year, whoever's sort of the best available? Well, we don't put a ratio on it. Uh, I, I do think that uh, you know we still want to take uh, be very active in recruiting high school prospects and doing right by that and doing right by our state and the surrounding area. And yeah, the best the best case is bringing guys in, develop them, and they become great players for you. But that's unfortunately not how it always works now. There's just a lot of change. There's a lot of uh, factors that go into, you know, how long is it going to take to develop players? Okay, when they get developed, is someone going to try to, you know, poach them from you uh, in, in, a, in a way that you don't like? But it happens. Um, so there's a lot of risks that go in that. Uh, when you're able to um, attract someone with uh, experience who's played a lot of football already, uh, that is probably coming here with a purpose. Um, you know, sometimes you feel comfortable about, you know, well, let's go this route and uh, let's get somebody that can help us win right now um, that has already comp- played competitive football. Um, and that's kind of what I think you're seeing is you're just seeing teams that understand the importance of winning right now this year. Yes, you want to build for the future and all that, but the, the, the important thing is always how can we win uh, this next game? How can we win this next year? And I think that's um, – what you got to factor into it so for us i got to help our football team win in 2024 and i think that uh, on paper we did a pretty good job doing that now it's of course it's a matter of gelling it together and and and, but i i do think that uh, that's how the landscape works now a little bit and some people may see it different you know i don't know i'm 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 not going to say there's not a another way to skin the cat but at the same time how are you going to win this next year and that's what we want to do you talked a couple times already now here about purpose when it comes to the portal. Uh, are there other things you're looking for? You've had success with guys coming from Power 5 programs to your program and guys who probably came from places that people haven't heard of that, that have been some of your better players. So uh, what else maybe are you looking for, too, in addition to that? Well, there are a lot of elements to it, uh, without question. Uh, you know, we have had a lot of success taking young men from – group of five or FCS programs that uh, want to prove themselves and that uh, did a good job where they're at. And uh, I think we've got a few of those pieces to uh, our team right now. And I think they're going to do a great job just based on what I've seen, uh, you know, in this first month. Um, At the same time, we probably got a lot of uh, young men from really good programs this year as well that uh, after researching, investigating why they want to switch and what they're looking for and, uh, 
what value we think they can add. Uh, we feel good about them to this point as well, and I think that uh, you know we like the additions to our team. I think anytime you you're trying to win football games, you know even guys on your team currently that play well and that play at a high level, they want to win. So they want great teammates around them. And you know what? If we have them already on our team, that's great. But at the same time, I think you can still add value by 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 gaining experience. Uh, especially at the quarterback position, which we feel like we did with Tyler. I think bringing him in, um, it's his seventh year. Uh, he's coming here with a true purpose to prove himself, to prove that he can stay healthy, to prove that he can play an entire year and help his football team win, and he wants to play at the next level. Uh, so we like uh, all the dynamics that go behind that. Now, does he need to prove that he can stay healthy? Sure he does. Uh, is he fully healthy now? No, he's actually not. You know, he can, He's continuing to get back fully healthy, but we have time. But we like what we've seen to this point. At the same time, we want to develop the other quarterbacks on our roster, which we feel good about, but it, it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, we used the uh, bowl prep to kind of get a glimpse of where we thought they were at. And uh, they have made progress, but we, we want to see more. So I think with uh, Pierce and Brady and even Harrison Bailey, um, those are three three guys that we just want to continue to progress as fast as we can. But um, you know, having depth at every position is important, definitely a quarterback. You've got a highly rated transfer class, a lot of highly rated guys in it, probably none more highly rated than Tyler Barron, um, a guy that uh, whose decision kind of went back and forth uh, there at the end. Can you talk a little bit about that process and, and what he brings to the defense as well? Well, we love the addition of Tyler. Uh, anytime you get a big, tall, athletic uh, edge rusher uh, that has played a lot of football, man, that's a big piece. And uh, I think, uh, you know, he wants to go somewhere and, 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 and basically play that position and try to play that position solely if he if he can. I think uh, he was moved around a little bit, which, um, you know, proving that he can be a great edge piece and rusher is what we want to try to help him do. Uh, so we're excited to get him here, and, uh, you know, he gives us a lot of experience. Uh, you know, the other two additions that we added from Tennessee and Wesley Walker and to Mary McDonald, we, we like those additions as well. They bring, bring a ton of experience in the secondary. They play a lot of football. Um, you know, they can run, they can hit, they can strike. Uh, they understand uh, football. And, uh, you know, there's multiple guys that, uh, you know, a lot of positions that I think give us a lot of experience that we, we feel good uh, about them at this point and now we've got to just make sure we get them up to speed and we get them trained to know exactly what we want to do how to do it so that they can play fast and showcase their skills uh jeff a couple questions on tyler shuck uh given his skill set how does he fit in with what you want to accomplish on offense and given his injury history were there any concerns or reservations when in that recruiting process when you were recruiting him and ultimately bringing him in yeah, we look at all those factors. I do think uh, from a talent standpoint, he has a great deal of talent. Uh, he's very skilled. He can throw the football. He can see the field. He's six four and a half, six five, um, and he's played a lot of football. And uh, when he's played, he's played well. Uh, so those are all great elements to add uh, to your football team. Uh, yes, you look at, okay, yes, he's had some injuries. You know, we studied exactly what they were. We had him in for a physical. We analyzed everything he had. Um, we went through it in great detail um, and you know what he's had some unlucky times that happened actually during this season that has caused him to miss some action um, and that sometimes happens and sometimes it, it doesn't but uh, you know we, we've all had injuries throughout uh, our time you know the last you know he, this last injury he had was an ankle injury that 
Jack Plummer had for us when he was at Purdue. David Blau had for us when he was at Purdue. It's a, it's somewhat of a common injury. We had other receivers have it at Purdue, and um, you know, it's something that you can come back from. It just takes you know uh, five or six months to fully heal. Uh, so I just think that uh, you know, there's always going to be a risk for injury, um, and uh, he's going to work hard to get his body ready to play, and uh, we're going to work hard to put him in a great position and surround him with great talent. And like I said, and we're going to continue to um, improve the quarterback position as much as we can between now and fall camp to make sure that all guys on deck are ready to play just in case something happens. Jeff, do you envision Isaiah Cummings being a strictly a tight end or more of like an H-back type role for him? Well, we, we are excited about adding Isaiah. I think that, uh, once again, he's coming here with a purpose uh, and wants to prove his worth and prove that he can catch football footballs against a great competition and hopefully be able to play beyond if he can. Um, tight end is a position we want to add depth and we want to add some playmakers. He gives us a receiving skill to that position that we would like to have. Is he going to be an inline blocker? Uh, all the time? Probably not. I think he's a guy that can do multiple things that you can split him out and uh, you can flex him out and let him show that athleticism. But, um, you know, I I think he'll come in and do a really good job. And, uh, you know, he cares. He wants to be here. He's from here. Um, uh, and he wants to prove that he can play football. So we're excited about him um, on our football team. Jeff, I guess, first of all, you're probably not finished. Do you still now? I mean, obviously, after spring, could you add some more? Will you think you would add some more? And then, what do you get with Penny Boone and Donald Cheney kind of adding to that running back room? Well, we've had a lot of pieces, so the roster is pretty full right now. So to uh, say we can add, uh, you know, we've got to see what happens on the roster after the spring. So right now, like I said, we've got a pretty full roster. So I don't see us being. Uh, too active, but at the same time, we will be in position or uh, prepare to be in a position uh, if uh, there becomes room. Uh, and that always changes. And I think when you get through spring practice and people kind of see where they're at and see where they're on the depth chart, you know, things, things may shake and move, and we've got to be prepared for that. But right now, um, you know, it's a pretty full roster. When it gets to Penny Boone, you know what? Uh, he's a big physical back. Um, He's had an interesting path as well. We recruited him uh, uh, from Michigan when I was at Purdue. Uh, you know, he went to Maryland. Maybe he didn't play as well as he would like or get the action he would like as much. Um, and then uh, went to Toledo and played well. Uh, so I think now he wants to come back and prove that he can play against great competition at a high level. So once again, I think the circumstance um, aligns that, you know, we're wanting a guy that's hungry, that wants to prove his worth, and wants to utilize uh, you know, this spring and, uh, and this summer and fall to get himself in the best shape that he possibly can to go out there and perform against great, great, competi- excuse me, great competition. I think he understands as well. He's um, you know, got to get in great shape. And uh, right now through workouts, he's done a good job, but we want to get him in better shape uh, that he can go out there and perform each and every week and stay healthy. Uh, but he definitely is a big, strong physical back uh, that we feel uh, adds great value to our team. You just talked about tight end a second ago. You out of the number of guys at that position. What in your offense? Like, what is having more of a receiving weapons and having better depth there sort of allow you guys to do as an offense? Well, I think that position is vital to our success. And I think um, you know, even when you look at um, 
a lot of great football teams, a lot of great NFL teams, they got great tight ends. You got to have somebody that can control inside the hashes, can stretch the field vertically if you have to, make physical catches in between linebackers and safeties, uh, and and uh, we we want that. So we've worked hard to. Um, at least on paper, uh, improve that position. Um, some guys are here. Um, others, you know, uh, I can't talk about everybody, but others, uh, you know, I, I just think in general we, we feel like we've, um, once we get to the summer, we're going to have more weapons at that position. Uh, it'll provide great competition if we can utilize those guys. That can help us in our passing game be a little more efficient, a little more explosive, and help our receivers get a little bit more open. And uh, I think we need that. Uh, so without question, that's a very important position to our, our, our offense. Uh, Jeff, you alluded to earlier about how the season ended last year. In terms of this offseason, how much fuel was that, not only for the players, but for just you and the coaches to want to you know, have some momentum and try to make sure how last year ended you know, didn't happen in 2024? Well, very proud of our football team. I thought that they played really hard all year. Um, we found a way to win a lot of close games, which which means we're playing hard to the end. It means that uh, we're not giving in. It means that we're playing with confidence and, and uh, you know sticking together. So that was good to see. That, that was a great positive that uh, uh, you like to see. And we did find a way to get to the ACC championship game. Now, as you look back, without question, there's a lot of fuel to use. Um, you know, the Kentucky game didn't go the way we wanted uh, to let a – 10-point lead twice in the second half, slip away to loss. No, there's a lot of miscues there that we got to learn from, and that falls on me and our coaches first because I thought we didn't do a good job. And then we've got to compete to the end and just find ways to make plays. And then, of course, we get to the championship game, and defense plays outstanding, and the offense wasn't up to par. So that was disappointing. If we could just made a few plays here and there, it's, it's man, it can change the whole course of the season. And you don't get those opportunities very much, so you got to take advantage of them when they're there. So that's disappointing. And, of course, the – the bowl game didn't go the way we wanted. It was a disappointing loss. Um, um, a lot of miscues that uh, we've got to improve on as coaches that I think that we've, we've identified already. We've got to make sure that we have a better plan and, um, and give our, better, our players a better chance to succeed. But, you know, ending uh, that way, uh, yes, you got to use this fuel, and it was not the way we want to end, and uh, that's football. And uh, you got to, you know, without question, uh, work harder, and uh, we've got to put a better plan together. Steve Ramage here. That sounds better. What if TJ Capers can play? What if it's like a guy that was a starter last year? Well, if you heard who was uh if you heard Jalen Alderman was out the door, you'd be like, oh my God, it's a starting linebacker last year. Well, what if it's because, like you said, well, yeah, but I mean there's that that group is more talented this year. You know, and and yeah, I mean, maybe a guy like him's like, no, I've started last year for an ACC program. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to the bench. Again, I don't, I hate to even use names because then it's like, I, I don't, Jalen Alderman don't strike me as that guy. But I mean, you know, I would understand it. Well, and, you, and that's the thing is we can't be reactive because you can see. I mean, Jeff's not even reactive to it. He is, he's fully expecting yeah. something to happen with roster turnover, and he's prepared to deal with it. Like if. if and I know fan bases are reactive, and that's how it is. But getting too reactive about people leaving after the spring is not something that, that that's going to lead to a healthy uh, no lifestyle the, with the transfer portal. Would you agree with me here, Chase? The only spot is wide receiver that I feel like we need to add another piece. I would like, and I, would, I really like our receiving core. Yeah. Let me be clear. I like Colin Lacey. I like Brooks. Apparently, they're 
crushing it over there too. Meeks is an intriguing prospect, but he was an FCS guy, so I'm not ready to just, you know, well, he's going to be awesome, but he is pretty intriguing. I like Jimmy Calloway. I like Chris Bell. You know, I mean, Jaden Thompson is back for now. You know, I mean, there's, there's a few other pieces that are there that we like. Um, I would like to add, like, I, obviously everybody is going to, like, even this texter is talking about, you know, DeAndre Moore from Texas. That's an obvious one if he hits the portal. But somebody that caliber yeah. would be a perfect add. A young guy, might not played a ton in his last place, but he got some minutes as a freshman, but he's ready to move on. But he was a four or five-star caliber guy coming out. That would be ideally what I would want to add. Yeah, if I had to pick one, I mean, wide receivers are so fun, too. You know, like, that's a that's a position that you're going to see make a big playoff. Well, it's field, always you know sexy I mean? to get yeah, a receiver. Yeah. I mean, you're always the most excited when your team drafts or you know when the Cowboys traded up for Des Bryant I remember that it was like oh my god they're gonna take Des Bryant yeah you know it, I didn't get that excited when they were putting together that awesome line exactly every other year it was like oh, okay right, but, well, I, but we took the kid from Wisconsin uh, you know, to your point like, I think Brom knows that and he's yeah. he's taken care of the unsexy position and he knows it so yeah I think I mean maybe yeah. wide receiver and you you don't know is JoJo Stone? Do we know if he's playing cornerback, wide receiver? I no, heard uh, something about yeah, that. I, I think he's gonna play receiver. Okay, I think he's gonna play receiver, but he's one. Uh, Sean Boykin, both those freshmen coming in can play. I mean, Sean Boykin's a freak athlete out of North Harden. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you go watch some of his basketball highlights. He's he's nasty <laughs> when it comes to that. But um, yeah, I just I do think you'll see some receivers added to the fold you yeah. know I, I i think that's the one spot where it won't be well we have i guess the only spot that's there that i'm like the addition will just be to truthfully help the position i think everywhere else is pretty set yeah i mean we had we we got quincy back we actually had a cornerback already leave right he yeah committed then left that yep. tells me uh, the kid from uh, florida you know yeah. going to penn state it was like so that tells me that we're pretty sure. much settled up there yeah when you add in guys like Corey thornton when you bring quincy back you know i mean like you've added some really good pieces there i mean ben perry guys like that are back you know i mean him yeah. and tamaria mcdonald are going to be running that card position like there's just dudes everywhere. Gelati, Tyler Rand- Yeah, you're right. I think Wider Sears is probably the top- only one. I mean, our defensive line is going to be a top eight defensive line in the country. Yeah. I don't know that that's ever happened at Louisville. Like, no. like a realistic lineup. I mean, the only one maybe it would be in the Chuck Strong era with with you know if Rankins. you had Rankin and um, Malden Lenz- or did Lozo and Rankins play on the same line so. and but my God to have Baron and Gelati coming off the ends and then you're going to add guys in the middle like Thor Griffin and you're, you're going to bring back Jermaine Lole you're bringing back Jared Dawson you're bringing back Dez Tell I mean uh, Toffee Thomas is still there you brought in the kid uh, Gerard who um, I mean he was Minnesota transfer but he hadn't played in Minnesota he was from Florida Atlantic I yes, believe yeah. and then went to Minnesota I mean like you brought in some dogs in the middle there yeah and then you're gonna have those two i mean baron and gelati will be a top five edge rushing duo 100 is there i mean can you name five teams that have two better i don't know that you can no. i mean that's that's ridiculous so anyways that was an exciting press conference 
it kind of got the juices flowing again for a spring ball come up now i will say i'm glad spring ball is not coming up like now like when it was with satterfield uh i'll wait a month or two <laughs> i hated february spring ball i was like no no i freeze agree. it sucks um all right, Chase, let's do this, man. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll, we'll stay on schedule. We'll come back. We'll finish it up, and then we'll uh, we'll get out of here, man. Uh, it's Middays, Mark Smaven, Steve Rummage, Chase in the booth, uh, 93rd on the Ville. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll around. Wearing my six shoes, riding my pony on a cat and Welcome back. Welcome back, man. Rest in peace to Toby Keith, man. One of the best, dude. It really is. Gosh, he was one of the best, wasn't he? He had so many good songs. He didn't miss. I know. I know. I, I saw uh, Zach Bryan tweet yesterday. It was like, uh, we'll put a boot in your ass. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yes, I love it, dude. <laughs> He's got, he, I mean, he has so many lines. Like, Zach Bryan was tweeting him out, and I was like, God, that is Toby Keith. I know. Every time. I know, man. Yeah, he had so many good. That one, that one's always going to be the classic, though, man. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the one. I'm like, yeah, that, I, I listen to that one. I mean, that's in my, should have been a Cowboys in my normal rotation. Like, yeah, he's got, I mean, he's got that kind of song and he's got Red Solo Cup. Yeah, he's got like party songs. Yeah, so I mean, funny. you know, yeah, there's so much uh, that he had and he had a hand in, in getting so many artists. You know, involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you see the viral, it's the Taylor Swift stuff going around, and all the different stuff. Man, it's like, God, dude, like he he did a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah man, love love Toby Keith, man. So he was uh, he was awesome. Listened to a lot of him yesterday. So. Oh yeah. Well, they. I heard a bunch of people calling in have stories about him. Apparently, yeah. he he would Local. play. Yeah. Yep. Play Local. pickup at the at. The, basketball training yeah he would always he would work out at the uh football facility here when he come in so yeah it's uh it's good stuff man tonight you know we just got a couple minutes here left uh syracuse you know always fun when louisville and syracuse get together you know up there at the carrier dome or wherever um i mean obviously you you immediately go back to louisville syracuse in the uh the Big East in the Big East game. I mean that the title game. You're down. Was it Sutherland was going crazy? James gosh, Sutherland. Yeah. And then Louisville comes back and wins that game. Just gosh, dude. So much. Ma- uh, yeah, that's it's. I know it's like the Trez game, which you automatically go to that. And then I mean Kevin Ware had the big plays. Yeah. He had the three, the dunk. I mean it was like gosh, dude. Like just an amazing game. You know, one of my favorites uh, also was. Was it that year? I think it might have been that year up in Syracuse. Uh, 
That was fun. Uh, uh, Luke hits the three. Yes. Luke hit like two threes. Like I said, I think it was that And year. we were shooting awful the whole yes. game until he hit those threes. Yes, and yes. Luke, yeah, because I remember the courier was uh, it was like Luke's the gospel was the uh, <laughs> was the next or was the, the paper that next day. But yeah, we were shooting terribly and then Luke comes and hits two big shots there at the end of the game to seal it and it was uh, so be- because they had of those beat us earlier yes. in the season here mm-hmm. with Michael, Michael Carter-Williams and, uh, and and then we go there and beat them, and then it was awesome. Because of those two games, because us beating them, mm-hmm. when we got to the Final Four, I was like, I don't want to play them again. I no, totally no. agree. You wouldn't find – I was in Atlanta, and I was like, I want Michigan to win this game so bad. And the crazy thing was, Michigan was insanely talented. I mean, they had the oh. player of the year. You had Mitch um, – McGarry. McGarry, God. You know, Mitch McGarry, who I really wanted at Louisville when he was coming out because we were in on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Glenn Robinson Jr. You had Tim Hardaway Jr. It was like, dude, they and, got a uh, squad. Who's the shooter? Stauskas. Stauskas, Nick yeah. Stauskas. Nick yeah. Stauskas, man. And, uh, you know, I mean, we all know Spike ended up being the – God. the story but uh but yeah i mean it was it was i was with you i was like i do not want to play syracuse again yeah not not a fourth time oh, you know like because i mean that game had just but it did feel like that was what it was going to be mm-hmm. i didn't even think about playing michigan me neither i that didn't whole I was like, we're gonna it's gonna be louisville syracuse for the national championship but everybody was talking i remember leading up to it like everybody was talking about mcgarry and i was like Y'all don't Gorgie's. Yeah, y'all I don't, don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, McGarry couldn't check Shane. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I mean, you remember Shane? I mean, one of the plays that I'll never forget from that was Shane getting those three or four rebounds oh, on yeah. the one possession and Rick giving the big fist pump. I mean, yeah, that was on McGarry. Like, yeah, yeah it was. I mean, he was at the end of the day. It was like he's still a true freshman. Yeah, it's a national championship game. Well, let's see if he's got something for our bigs or and, not. But that's why I was like, Syracuse had some bigs that could throw it around. Well, to me, the story was just—I mean, uh, uh, the story was just Louisville, the last year of the true Big East, the Big East champion. Or the Big East championship game is replayed. Yeah. For the, I was like, it's Louisville, Syracuse. I mean, that whole week it was like it's Louisville, Syracuse, yeah. but. Uh, Man, there's just so – of course, Kyle Couric, last game in Freedom Hall. I oh, mean, gosh, you awesome. know, Syracuse was kind of the secondary story there, mm-hmm. even though we beat them twice that year, mm-hmm. both at number one with Wesley Johnson and stuff. And oh, they were number one both times. We beat them both times. And there's just so many Syracuse – I mean, even the game here in 2023 where they beat us, mm-hmm. it was an awesome game. It was. I mean, it, they were number – or we were number one. They were right up there in the top ten, and and I mean it was right down to the wire. I mean, there's just so many good games with Syracuse over the years that uh, you know you go up there tonight and, and again it's a game Louisville can win. Will they win? I don't know, but it's a game they can. I remember it definitely is a game that we can win. Yeah, that I was I was about to go into the the deep cuts of like no go ahead. You remember Donovan Mitchell's windmill. Was it an alley oop windmill dunk on him? We oh were yeah, beating him bad. Yeah, well he had the one, he had the windmill dunk, and then here mm-hmm. he had the one hander. Yes, that he caught. But the game where he had the uh, the big dunk up there mm-hmm. was uh, Ryan McMahon hit a couple threes and blew it open. Yeah, because we almost we almost blew it down the stretch. And because uh, I was actually watching that game here with Ethan Moore, mm-hmm. we were watching the game together, 
and uh, and Ryan McMahon hit a couple big shots and and uh, pushed it back out. But yeah, man, there's just so many, so many. Gosh, good Syracuse games. I can remember so many just plays. You know, you remember the Syracuse big men too. They went through a stretch there where they had Christmas and they had Fab Mello. Yeah, CJ Fair, right? CJ Fair, uh, yeah. He was like uh, the mid-range king. Who was who was the African last name? Uh, oh gosh. Oh, uh, uh, Onowaku. Onowaku. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, it was yep, Onowaku's yep. brother. Yes, it was. It was a yeah. Renzi Onowaku. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh. On a walkie, man. See, you saying that cracks me up because my wife one time she we had Shinanu, and she was like, "What country is he from?" I was like, "Maryland." Yeah. She was like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's from Maryland. Yeah. Then I made sure to say I made sure to say last name. <laughs> then want to say African and leave it at that. <laughs> she was like, what, "What country is he from?" Uh, yeah, uh, Maryland. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, they had they had a ton of uh, a ton of of guys, man. Just just big time players. Dion yeah. Waiters was a killer, man. Yeah, Waiters oh was God. one. I mean, of course those those older teams, man. When we first got in the beast with Devendorf and with oh, yeah. uh, um, Johnny Flynn, yeah, Johnny Flynn and uh, Jerry McNamara. I was like, oh, those guys were like my first. I was. Because that Syracuse game, the biggest title game. I mean, mm-hmm. the first one we won was a big time deal. I mean, yeah. Syracuse had Syracuse really helped us out that year because knocking out UConn and yeah. stuff is like I don't know that Louisville. It's weird. Louisville was the number one overall seed that year and was ranked number one. I think they were the third best team in the in the Big East. I know. You know, it's like it's, it's they were definitely number two. I remember they were not better than UConn. That was like I don't my think first Louisville could have beat UConn. That was like my first team. That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, because it, it's God. just like that year. That's but that's how the old Big East would be. You're ranked number one in the country. You're probably not the best team in your conference. Like UConn was better than Louisville that year. I don't. I, like if you if Louisville had beaten uh, Michigan State like they should have, they would have lost to UConn in the Final Four. I firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. Like I just think UConn was better than them. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. Uh, all right, let's do this, man. We can go ahead. We'll uh, go ahead and play out, man. This was fun. Yeah, trip down memory lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that's funny. Somebody said dudes can just literally sit around and name old sports players and just have the best time. That's <laughs> the truth. That's, that's the so true, man. Truth of my existence. Yeah. It's like, oh, you remember that guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. This is fun. James, tell me we got to go. Midday's Marks Marcus Maven, 939 The Ville.